Good morning and welcome to Sips of Sanity. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We are in, well, Sips of Sanity's month of May, but we're on our final day of April. And mom, you have a fantastic topic for this week. Well, thanks to Emily. If everyone knows about Emily now, she keeps asking us to do shows about dreams. Yes. (laughs) So this is going to be a series about helping people do a variety of things between sleeping better getting into different states of realities, using those different states to enhance the way that you have enjoyment in your own life, Um, maybe moving out of some nightmares or some difficult states. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah. Dream walking, journeying. Like there's a whole bunch of things that can meld in to your dreams, including understanding them so that you can work through some of your fears and things that you're going through here on earth currently. Okay. So we're going to break them down as we always do into five different shows Monday through Friday. And today we've decided to begin Sips of Sanity by just talking about good routines before bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, very key. So let's go if you want back and forth or I can run some off and you can jump in and Yeah, and I think it's important to state that these routines, the reason that we're mentioning them is they're intended to help you fall asleep a little easier and have more restful nights. This includes children. So if you're listening to this and you're an adult or a teenager or a senior and you're starting to go through different periods of time with menopause or stress or anxiety, grieving, this can help anybody that's stressed. Or grieving. So let's back up a little bit before you even think about going to bed. So if you have a regular routine, first of all, good for you. You may pick up some new tips. But if you have no routine, then the first thing we want to say to you is there's a tremendous importance to routine. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you have to pick up every single one of them that we'll name today. But start with a few easy changes, and then add in as you can, as things become more routine. Okay, and let's stress the importance of routine. (laughs) Because if you and we understand you can't do it every single night. But if you do this, the brain and the body, including your digestive system, will clue into what you're doing. And when you are out of routine, some of the things that you do will still kick in to help you relax. Let's talk about what stimulates you before you go to bed. So do you watch TV? Do you watch something that aggravates you, creates fear within you, stimulates you to be too excited? And that can be fear excited, that can be, you know, positive excited, all kinds of things. And we talk a lot about music too, because that can be a stimulation, it is verbal. So it stimulates different parts of the brain to wake up. Yes. So if you're going to listen to music, no words. But also watch your melodies. Pick things like violin music. Use things or research this, the different frequencies for brain activity. The internet is full of stuff like that that can help you. No news. I would strongly say make sure that perhaps after dinner hour that you no longer participate in watching news events. Right now, in particular, it's all negative. So if you're going to watch news or you're going to try and research something, 
make sure that it's something that you enjoy and something that doesn't create more anxiety than you already have during the day. Financial issues. If you're stressed about your financial issues in any way, shape or form, we can't really change that. But discussing them before you go to bed, in particular, maybe half an hour to an hour before you go to bed, is going to create the loop in your mind of the anxiety and the worry over owing money, making payments, what bills you have, what's coming up. That's something to be done perhaps in the morning or the afternoon, but not within the hour before bed. I think it's good to say that it's not an avoidance mechanism. Mm -hmm. It's that at that hour of the day or night, you're not in action mode. So there isn't there isn't the part of the brain that's thinking, what can I do about it and take immediate action. You can plan all you want, but there's a stress in having to then relax and do nothing essentially about your financial situation until the next day. Yeah, and, and if you have a partner or if it's your your attitude to get ready for bed, jump into bed, and then talk to your partner or start ruminating over all of your bills or all of your payments or what did you do? Did you pay this bill today? Make it a rule that you don't do that in the bedroom. Make it a rule, perhaps, that you don't even discuss it like that one hour before bed. There's a cap time for you and your partner or if you're single, just that you don't allow that to enter into your mind. And if it does, you gently put it aside. Nope. And you focus on something else. It may take a while to train yourself to do it, but eventually your brain will catch on that that's a boundary for you. So what we're trying to do is say that you do need to have some good, healthy boundaries around the routine in the evening. And that you may have to say to other people that you live with that those are your boundaries. Let's talk about clothing now. I love this topic and I love coaching this as well throughout the day and how we choose our clothing and in terms of how we want to feel throughout the day. And it makes just as much sense in terms of going to bed and sleeping. And this might get into what feels like tedious conversation, but pay attention. The, the way that you heat, the way that you stay cool throughout the night is very important because it does affect the way you sleep. It does affect the way you dream. Oh my goodness. If I have the window open and a breeze comes in and I start getting cold, it wakes me up. Equally as if I have a hot flash and I go into a night sweat, it wakes me up. And I know some people can't control your internal furnace if you're going through something in life, although naturopaths would say, yes, you can get in here and get help. Um, what we want to point out is your comfort level that you have blankets, that you ha that you notice where your comfort is or isn't, and that you communicate that to a partner. I also want to mention, it's good to be so self aware that you know, if you need your feet covered throughout the night, if you need your shoulders covered throughout the night, those are two very key areas of the body. And for some people, it's a no sock rule in bed. They cannot get into bed with socks. For some people, no matter how hot it is out, they can't sleep without their shoulders covered. And that's a good thing to evaluate so that you're setting yourself up for a successful night. Let's go back to toes and feet. It's super important for people to know that their toes should not be curled and bent because the blankets are so tight that if they're laying on their back, that the toes are bent forward or 
backwards either way because it can create problems for their feet and for the muscles. So pull up the sheets and give your, your feet lots of room and your toes lots of room so they're not pressed. All of these things are important because they can cause pain and problems and they can cause you to awaken during the night, not entering into deep enough states of sleep and consciousness where you actually heal your body. I think generally speaking, we're saying be aware of the clothing that you choose, whether it's restrictive, whether it is causing pain or discomfort, like elastics around your arms or your waist. Just overall, that you pay attention to your body. For some people, they're going to think, well, isn't that normal? Like, wouldn't you know that? But some people wake up in the morning with elasticized marks around their arms and don't realize how uncomfortable they are because it's a normal state of living. I am always in pain or uncomfortable. Oh, well, what woman hasn't fallen asleep with an elastic hairband around her wrist? Yeah. And woken up and wondered why her fingers were numb. Yeah. I also wanted to point out, too, I remember getting these really beautiful, this is going to sound funny, Winnie the Pooh silk bottom pajamas. And I was so in love with them as like a 12-year-old. I wanted to wear them day and night. But as soon as I got into bed with them, they made me sweat. Mm. They were like the satin silk that just heated everything in the bed. Mm-hmm. So I knew that it was something I'd like to wear around the house before I went to bed, but I never got into bed with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that idea that you can wear, um, I'll say night clothes, but then change out of them to get into bed. So it might be something you might want to think about. I wear my track pants and a t-shirt, or I wear my yoga outfit around the house, something, whatever. But by the time that you get into bed, it really should be something that should be removed. Naked. Yeah, sure. Or something like you said, something that might cover the shoulders mm-hmm. or whatever it is that they need. What we're really talking about is that you have to be self-aware and that you have to self-assess. And trial it, and error. Yeah, and that should be fun to do. It shouldn't be a great big pain in your ass. It should be fun because going into the other states of realities should be something where when you prepare yourself... You're excited to get going. So the last thing I want to mention in this kind of getting into a good routine before you go to bed is something actually you're really great at, Mom, and that is stretching. Mm. There are ample resources for yoga routines to induce sleep or relaxation. You can put together, you know, just three or four postures even that might take no more than 10 minutes that just get your body into the right flow and I mean that literally because of the blood flow where the energy can start to calm itself relax itself and that's where I know a lot of yoga instructors will term that going inwards which is what we do in the dream state wonderful I put a yoga mat in my bedroom on the floor and leave it there permanently and or a yoga mat down in the treatment room that I use in the morning and in the evenings And so you can decide, do I want to do my yoga in a different room and then go into my bedroom? Or do I want to go into my bedroom and do my poses and then get into bed? So this is all about creating a routine. And what we're trying to do is give you lots of different ideas so that you can find which ones work. And then even when they work, tweak them when you need to. Excellent. That's a good start. We'll end it there for today. We'll be back on Tuesday morning with your second episode of Sips of Sanity.
If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, enjoy your Monday.